You are listening to the podcast of RDH, the Sustainable Trade Initiative. My name is Daan de Wit, Director of Communication of RDH, and I'm here with Joost Oorthuizen, the CEO of RDH, who is leaving to become the CEO of Invest International. More on that later. My first question to Joost is, looking back on the 12 years that you were CEO of RDH from its very beginning until now, what are you most proud of? Yeah, hi Dan. Well, I'm most proud of, uh, I think, first of all, the, 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 the team of IDH. Uh, we, we started with just me 12 years ago. And then, you know, we gradually developed with five people, 10 people, 30, 50. And we're now at, you know, something like 250. It's, it's really beautiful to see how that became such an international team. I think we have at least 60 nationalities or something like that in that team all over the world and it's very diverse people with a business background government background NGO background and they're all very committed to the IDH cause so I think that's super the other one is the partnerships um, I think it's super that we were able to gain so much trust with businesses with governments in Europe but also governments in the emerging countries emerging economies and civil society and I think that's quite unique right and it's also something precious that we were able to slowly but but surely build up that trust and that that trust was gained uh, over the years. So when you're looking back at 12 years of RDH what are the things that stand out for you that we have achieved? I think what we achieved is first that, that putting that aid and trade agenda into reality and when it started 12 years ago, it was kind of a promise. People were hoping it could work, and that business and, and civil society, business and governments uh, could really work on what we then called the MDGs and uh, the Millennium Development Now, the SDGs. And I think with IDH, we have really proven that that can work, right? Uh, we, we operationalized it. Um, and that is something I think very valuable. Nowadays, it's much more accepted. Nowadays, it's much more understood. But in those days, it wasn't, right? And that, that you need business, really, if you want to create value chains and if, that you want to create growth. It's obvious, but uh, still, how do you deploy that in a meaningful way? And how do you meaningfully de link that to uh, development and, and aid? And how do you do that in ways that it doesn't that it favors the public good and not just the private good, right? And and all that, I think, we have figured out in, in ways that are credible and trustworthy. And secondly, I think what I'm most proud of is, is that we learned how to make sure that, that you get an effective partnership between the public and the private. And the, the, the power of collaboration or the art of collaboration, which we wrote a book on uh, two years ago, Again, that's not something simple. Uh, how do you make sure that different companies that are competitors in the supply chain or in the market, how do you make sure that they work effectively with, with governments on, on complicated things, right? Um, and for instance, our cocoa and forest initiative in, in West Africa is a great example there that where you have a, a pretty effective collaboration of two governments, uh, the chocolate business, the supply chain, critical NGOs, state institutions all working together to try to de-link 
cocoa production in this case from from deforestation and, and making that effective uh, and, and knowing how to do that I think that's uh, that's one of our bigger achievements so and and what has done the the added value of RDH in all of that well a, a few things but one is being that honest honest broker if you want to get these more complicated partnerships working together in an effective way you need an agency in this case IDH then that can play that broker role and that to be to be that broker role that is effective and and, and accepted it needs to be neutral right and i think that's what IDH brings it's that neutrality that mandated we have a beautiful mandate the organization is set up to make value chains sustainable and having that mandate being that honest broker being a professional broker right that you can actually lead these projects in an effective and efficient way is something that is that is very powerful in terms of the added value of, of IDH. And then the fact that we also have funds with us to make it happen, right? Because otherwise it becomes talk shops. And so that you have actual development funds that you can put against private sector funds and say, okay, let's we know where we want to go, we know with which group we want to do it, but let's now prove that it works, so you need prototypes in the field to to make it happen. So that combination of uh, the convening role, having those funds that you can deploy, and I think the innovative power, right? So also that you understand how value chains work, that you understand how business works, how, how governments think, these understanding of these different stakeholders and bringing that together and then create the innovations that are necessary. Those, I, I think, are the key attributes of IDH. From scaling certification to SDMs and living wages, this was quite a journey the last 12 years. So can you sketch a few of the milestones on that journey? Yeah, sure. So I think one of the nice things with, with IDH also is that we, 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 we did it together. I, I feel that we have written history together with, with a lot of partners, right? From both business and governments and NGOs. Um, so when, when it started 12 years ago, certification was the thing, right? We we all believe that f with farm certification in, in cocoa or in coffee, uh, you know, we would make a real difference, and, and we did. Don't get don't get me wrong. But then, quite soon, when it became mainstream, we realized hmm, it's not yet good enough because farmers are still in poverty, right? And I think then, together with with others, we we went on on the journey, and then you start to realize, okay. It's the business models of farmers uh, or, or of workers that are the problem, right? You can you can certify them, but if you do not do really something about the underlying business models, you don't change it. So then we came to those service delivery models and the business modeling, and we came to FarmFit and the FarmFit Fund, and you know. So we have done a lot of things then that we put in place to actually work on those business models and finance new new business models. And what you now see is that whole agenda around living income and living wage. And again, I think that's, same, that's, that's a very powerful next step, right? So if certification is not good enough, so what is that, right? And I think that whole concept of living income and living wage is, is very powerful because you can actually measure in a specific context what constitutes for a living income or a living wage. So then you know what these people should earn 
and then you can then you can put the you know the interventions in place to to get from A to B, and that's a much more material and focused approach or paradigm even uh, to get to the next step. So I'm really excited about that. What do you see as your own biggest achievement in these 12 years? <laughs> so learning how to lead, being able to further build that out was a whole learning journey for myself. And I think in terms of leadership, what I learned, and again, it's quite obvious, but still it's, it's important that you can only take the next step as a leader if you, if you stand on the shoulders of others, right? So while building the organization, you need strong people within that organization that then take it forward. I think I'm quite proud that I was able to do that because it, yeah, it's humbling, right? You, you, you start to realize, okay, I can't do it all by myself. I need other people there. And, and then you start to learn that they, they are indeed very, very effective. And that gives, that gives a lot of empowerment. So that's, that's in terms of, of leadership. I think I'm quite proud that I was able to keep the organization at mission because there are, yeah, there are so many new ideas and, and there are so many pressures on you that you should go left, right or center. So being able to consistently keep the organization focused on business and the SDGs or aid in trade, right? And, and on value chains and not deviating from that. Uh, has kept the organization very, very focused on on its on its mission and and, and the way it deploys its mandate, right? And and through that focus, you become better and you become more professional, and, and, and not allowing it to go, you know, wide or become one of those other NGOs where there are so many, right? You wanna you wanna be unique and you wanna keep that uniqueness, and I think that's what we have been able to do. Is there one thing that you also regret? Something that you have not done? Well, I regret many things. Um, I think in this place of partnership, it is, in the end, it's very much about inclusion and exclusion, right? And yeah, if you, don't, if you do not do that with sufficient appreciation, then sometimes it's a bit rough, right? So you need to make choices and you need to keep it agile, but appreciating Everybody in that process, I think, is, is, is super important. Sometimes me as a person or we as an organization were, weren't uh, appreciative enough. I think for too long, I think one big realization was that in the beginning, we thought that you can, you can make, make a real difference with, with business and NGOs, right? And that was the, the, the thinking in those days. And I think we have realized quite soon that that doesn't work you also need government right it, it is very much a public private play so you need to you need the energy and the agility of business and the commitment of those that the front runners but you definitely also need government commitment government policy government endorsement government regulation right and that makes the the, the play much more complicated but that's the only that's the only way forward. What will you miss most about the job being CEO of IDH? I miss most the beautiful team, of course. You have you have set up so much camaraderie and with the with the team and, and again with with many of the partners that we work very closely with. 
and I miss I will miss mostly I think the relative fr freedom that we were that we had right um, the trust of our core donors and uh, the, the, the Dutch government the Swiss government and the, the Danish government is such that they have allowed us and I think for for good reasons to to be innovative to f try things that are difficult right but you, where you're not totally sure that you will be successful right so and that is a, that so the mandate of IDH but also the trust of the core donors that allow you to to try and to and to to, yeah, to go out of comfort zone and and be more disruptive and 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 and, and try things that are very difficult like living wage in the banana sectors or living wage in Malawi or VSAs in, in palm oil, right? Everybody realizes these things need to be done, but to have an organization that is allowed to do that with some patience, that is unique and, and that's, that's very, yeah, very important to have. How do you look at the future of the aid and trade agenda? How do you see that evolve? Well, what we need is, is to get even much more good at it, right? So SDG 17 is about is about collaboration, right? And more than ever, the world needs effective collaboration. Uh, so I really hope that policymakers, businesses do realize that we need each other more than ever, right? The, the, the COVID crisis, the climate crisis, but also I think also the, the job crisis in Africa uh, don't don't forget we need Africa needs two million new jobs every month right and people don't realize that right and that's what I'm worried about if you look at the world now it's getting more and more nationalistic right it's it's or it's both actually yeah? it's, and on the one hand you see a big tendency of, of nationalism and introversy and in the other you see this beautiful uh, world of people caring for each other internationally and thinking across borders and I really hope that's, that the latter will will win because that's what we need if we want to solve the climate crisis then then I just went to this movie of David Attenborough and he, he says it beautifully right he said well, what got us here so far is intelligence the next step is wisdom so wisdom means in this case I would say that that Governments and businesses need to get together uh, to really think long term and solve big, complicated issues like like the climate crisis or or the or the job crisis in Africa. What are you going to do next? Yeah, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to become the the CEO of Invest International, which is a uh, I hope is going to be a very uh, beautiful and, and, and powerful agency. So it's it's set up by by the Dutch government um, to bring together different instruments of finance and development funds under one roof to be very effective on allowing business to flourish and to meet these SDG challenges. Um, so it's you know it's it's called Invest International. It's it's, uh, it, it's it's owned by the Dutch government in terms of shares and FMO, the, the Dutch Development Bank. And it will work on those sectors that are relevant overseas, that are relevant for the Dutch economy. And try to, you know, meet big SDG challenges. And, you know, Dutch companies or, you know, all those companies related to 
um, sectors relevant for the Dutch economy, like uh, you know, um, sustainable agriculture, circular agriculture, uh, logistics, health, all those things, energy transition, all those things that we're good at, uh, to bring that to the world and, and help solve some of these key SDG challenges. So it's a quite potentially a very powerful thing. It, it will have something like two billion, uh, more than two billion of, of development funds and in, in investment funds together. Yeah, and I'm, I'm quite humbled that uh, they, they chose me to set up that new organization. Now, this is one of the last moments being the CEO of IDH. Now, are a lot of people listening to this podcast. What would you want to say to the people listening to this who are partners, colleagues, stakeholders, friends of IDH? Well, I, I like to thank everybody that is listening to this podcast. So um, it was a beautiful roller coaster journey. And um, like I said, I think it was not just my own journey, but in, in many ways it was the journey of of us, um, not just within the organization, but in the wider environment, right? Trying to to bring those, you know, those business interests and SDG interests together. So I like to thank everybody for for uh, for the patience, the trust, the joy, the uh, the pains that we all went through, uh, because it, w- it was very memorable, um, and all the things that we achieved for the world. Right? Let's not forget that. I think we also achieved a lot over the last twelve years, and that can only happen if people really put their best to it. And I think that's what many many people uh, did. And I wish them all good luck. Right? And and and. S- and first and foremost, safety in their lives and their and their families, um, because we are living in in strange times now. Yeah, don't give up, right? <laughs> uh, there is a lot to be done, um, and it's often it is very much uh, two steps forward, one step backward, right? Um, so um, stubborn optimism, maybe that's what I what I would wish for everybody, right? I love that phrase of uh, stubborn optimism. Um, in my world, the world is always uh, the glass is always half full. Um, so that's the optimistic one, and also not allowing uh, that half full glass to to you know to get discouraged and just go on um, because that's what we need. You you need stubbornness and perseverance uh, and, and optimism um, to change the world for the better. Thank you very much.